following Jesus as a disciple. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Follow me. If anyone desires to come after me, let him deny himself and take up his cross daily and follow me. And that's Matthew 28, John 1 and Luke chapter 9. Good morning, good morning. Today is the 19th day of December. It is Tuesday, currently 30 degrees uh, and sunny. This says it feels like 16 and it does feel pretty cold out there. Uh, but we can expect sunny skies and not just a high of 47 today. And so um, winter is uh, upon us here. So let's uh, uh, pray and we'll get into our lesson. Heavenly Father, thank you for this day and thank you for uh, loving us and watching over us and keeping us safe. And Lord, we just ask in the uh, just the cold weather, Lord, that you would keep everyone, uh, keep us all safe, keep us warm. Um, Lord, keep us close to you. And so, Father, we just ask that you be with us right now as we get into this lesson, Lord, that you would open our, our hearts and our minds to your word this morning. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, we're going to read uh, Luke chapter 9 this morning. And... Uh, And he called the twelve together and gave them power and authority over all demons and to cure diseases. And he sent them out to proclaim the kingdom of God and to heal. And he said to them, Take nothing for your journey, no staff, no bag, no bread, nor money, and do not have two tunics. And whatever house you enter, stay there, and from there depart. And wherever they do not receive you, when you leave that town, shake off the dust from your feet as a testimony against them. And they departed and went through the villages, preaching the gospel and healing everywhere. Now Herod the Tetrarch heard about all that was happening, and he was perplexed because it was said by some that John had been raised from the dead, by some that Elijah had appeared, and by others that one of the prophets of old had risen. Herod said, John I beheaded, but who is this about whom I hear such things? And he sought to see him. On their return, the apostles told him all that they had done, and he took them and, with, took them and withdrew apart to a town called Bethsaida. And when the crowds learned it, they followed him, and he welcomed them and spoke to them in the kingdom of God, and cured those who had need of healing. Now the day began to wear away, and the twelve came and said to him, Send the crowd away and go into the surrounding villages and countryside to find lodging and get provisions, for we are here in a desolate place. But he said to them, You give them something to eat. They said, We have no more than five loaves and two fishes, unless we are to go and buy food for all these people. And there were about 5,000 men, and he said to his disciples, Have them sit down in groups of about 50 each. And they did so. And he had them all sit down, and taking the five loaves and the two fishes, he looked up to heaven, and he said a blessing over them. Then he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples and set them before the crowd. And they all ate and were satisfied. And what was left over was picked up, 12 baskets of broken pieces. Now it happened that as he was praying alone, the disciples were with him, and he asked them, Who do the crowds say that I am? 
And they answered, John the Baptist, but others said, Elijah, and others, the one of the prof- that one of the prophets of old had, had, has risen. Then he said to them, But who do you say that I am? And Peter answered, The Christ of God. And he strictly charged and commanded them to tell this to no one, saying, The Son of Man must suffer many things and be rejected by the elders and the chief priests and scribes and be killed on the third day. And be killed, and on the third day be raised. And he said to all, If anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, and take up his cross daily, and follow me. For whoever would save his life will lose it, but whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. For what does it profit a man if he gains the whole world, and loses or forfeits himself? For whoever is ashamed of me, and of my words, of him... Will the Son of Man be ashamed when he comes in his glory and in the glory of the Father and of the holy angels? But I tell you truly, there are some standing here who will not taste death unless they see the kingdom of God. Now about eight days after these sayings, he took with him Peter and John and James and went up on the mountain to pray. And as he was praying, the appearance of his face was altered and his clothing became dazzling white. And behold, two men were talking with him, Moses and Elijah, who appeared in glory and spoke of his departure, which he was about to accomplish at Jerusalem. Now Peter and those who were with him were heavy with sleep, but when they became fully awake, they saw his glory and the two men who stood with them. And as the men were parting from him, Peter said to Jesus, Master, it is good that we are here. Let us make three tents, one for you and one for Moses and one for Elijah. Not knowing what he said, as he was saying these things, a cloud came over, came and overshadowed them, and they were afraid as they entered the cloud. And the voice came out of the cloud, saying, This is my son, my chosen one. Listen to him. And when the voice had spoken, Jesus was found alone, and they kept silent and told no one in those days anything of what they had seen. On the next day, when they had come down from the mountain, a great crowd met him. And behold, a man from the crowd cried out, Teacher, I beg you to look at my son, for he is my only child. And behold, a spirit seizes him, and he suddenly cries out. It convulses him so that he foams at the mouth and shatters him and will hardly leave him. And I beg your disciples to cast it out, but they could not. Jesus answered, Oh, faithless and twisted generation, how long am I to be with you and to bear with you? Bring your son here. While he was coming, the demon threw himself on the ground and convulsed him, but Jesus rebuked the unclean spirit and healed the boy and gave him back to his father, and all were astonished at the majesty of God. But while they were all marveling at everything he was doing, Jesus said to his disciples, Let these words sink into your ears. The Son of Man is about to be delivered into the hands of men. But they did not understand this saying, and it was concealed from them, so that they might not perceive it. And they were afraid to ask him about this saying. An argument arose among them as to which of them was the greatest. But Jesus, knowing the reasoning of their hearts, took a child and put him by their side and said to them, Whoever receives this child in my name receives me, and whoever receives me receives him who sent me. For he who is least among you is the one who will be, is the one who is great. 
John answered, Master, we saw someone casting out demons in your name, and we tried to stop him because he does not follow with us. But Jesus said to him, Do not stop him, for the one who is not against you is for you. When the days drew near for him to be taken up, he set his face to go to Jerusalem, and he sent messengers ahead of him, who went and entered a village of the Samaritans to make preparations for him. But the people did not receive him, because his face was set toward Jerusalem. And when his disciples, James and John, saw it, they said, Lord, do you want us to tell fire to come down from heaven and consume them? But he turned and rebuked them, and they went on to another village. As they were going along the road, someone said to him, I will follow you wherever you go. And Jesus said to him, Foxes have holes and birds have air, birds of the air have nests, but the Son of Man has nowhere to lay his head. To another he said, Follow me. But he said, Lord, let me first go and bury my father. And Jesus said to him, Leave the dead to bury their own dead, but as for you, go and proclaim the kingdom of God. Yet another said, I will follow you, Lord, but let me first say farewell to those at my home. Jesus said to him, No one who puts his hand to the plow and looks back is fit for the kingdom of God. Following Jesus as a disciple. Living daily by God's grace depends upon getting to know Him and then walking in the humility and faith that result from fellowship with Him. We have reflected upon four ways to relate rightly to the Lord in humility and faith, living by the Spirit, living by resurrection power, living by the sufficiency of God, and living by the promises of God. Another example is following Jesus as a disciple. When our Lord was about to leave his disciples, he gave them the marching orders that were to guide the lives of his people until he would return. Go therefore and make disciples of all the nations. Jesus had been calling out people to follow him as disciples. Now they were to continue to doing the same. A disciple is a follower of a master who guides and shapes the lives of his followers. Jesus is the ultimate master who gives us a new life in him, eternal. Jesus' invitation to discipleship was follow me along with this invitation Jesus often explained the terms of discipleship. If anyone desires to come after me, this would inform the willing and interested about how to respond. These terms dramatically depict the necessity of relating to the Lord in humility and faith. The first aspect of being a disciple of Jesus is renouncing the self-life. Let him deny himself. True disciples refuse to develop their lives by fallen human resources, which are inherited from Adam through physical birth. Thus, followers of Jesus are to be repudate, so are to repudate self-sufficiency, self-help, self-righteousness, self-exaltation, and the like. Our willingness to embrace this term of discipleship will be seen in our humble agreement with similar biblical pronouncements. Make no provision for the flesh, Romans thirteen fourteen. 
Those denying self do not want the flesh to have opportunities to indulge itself. The flesh profits nothing, John 6, 63. Those who renounce self confess its total spiritual bankruptcy. We have no confidence in the flesh, Philippians 3, 3. Those who repudiate the self life do not want to place any hope in the natural resources of the flesh, that no flesh should glory in his presence, 1 Corinthians 1, 29. Those denying the self life agree that nothing of the flesh can ever boast itself before the Lord God Almighty. Dear, dear Lord Jesus, we want to relate rightly to you by following you as a disciple. We do not want our flesh to have any opportunity to indulge itself. We confess total spiritual bankruptcy in our own flesh. We want to place no hope in our flesh. We agree that our flesh can never boast before you. We humbly renounce the self-life. In the name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. May the grace of the Lord Jesus Christ and the love of God and the fellowship of the Holy Spirit be with each one of you today. You guys have an amazing day. God bless.